Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Hey, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? It is a brand new day, and I'm so grateful, and I trust you are too. I'm Henneke Watkins-Porter, the host of the Entrepreneur Review podcast and, of course, TV show, although we are on a season break right now. A very warm, warm welcome to our new listeners and a very big, huge, humongous shout out to our dedicated listeners who tune in week after week after week after week. You know that you are the heartbeat of this community. Now, last week, we had the founders of the Learn, Grow, Invest Club with us, Jermaine and Renee McDonald. And this week, I'll be talking with an amazing individual who is regarded as one of the top content creators in the Caribbean, whose content receives over 100,000 organic views monthly on LinkedIn. But of course, before we embark on this journey that we are about to embark on, Let's take a moment to hear from our valued partners at the Jamaica Stock Exchange. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. All right, so over the past 17 years, my next guest has been successful in B2B and B2C sales for companies such as Digicel, DHL, Nokia, Microsoft, and Samsung. Since 2019, he has trained hundreds of sales professionals in the insurance, finance, uh, FMCG, real estate, media, and telecoms industries. In addition, he co-founded the only sales conference in the Caribbean, Sales as a Profession. He was recognized internationally by sales enabling enablement companies such as Scale.com as one of LinkedIn's top content creators and social sellers. He was recently invited to write a chapter in Daniel Disney's best-selling book, The Ultimate LinkedIn Messaging Guide about the use of video in sales. Let's make welcome, drumroll, Jared Best Mitchell. Welcome, welcome, Jared. Welcome, Henneke. How are you? Good enough. Very, very good. I am just so loving that you're here today. We're going to be talking Same. about Sales Mastery Unleashed Insights from Jared Best Mitchell. But Ooh. Jared, 
I love it. I love the theme. <laughs> I love it too. I love it too. Okay. So before we jump into it, right? If you could sum up your sales philosophy in one sentence, what would it be? Nothing happens until a sale is made. Ah, nothing happens until a sale is made. I like no that. other no other department exists until sales does its job. No other department exists until sales does its job. If we're not selling, why bother to be in business? Because there's none, right? Correct. Awesome. Now, your journey, Gerald, spans renowned companies like, I mentioned them in the intro, Digital, DHL, Nokia, Microsoft, Samsung. How mm-hmm. have you diverse experiences in B2B, both B2B and B2B, um, B2C sales, shaped your approach to sales training? Um. I would say and give full credit to Digicel. Digicel gave me my foundation in terms of sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I think it really did was stretch and push your creativity. And I use the analogy, like I always thought about this in Digicel and I use the analogy to this day. Digicel was the type of company would give you a glass of water to tell you go on out that building. That building is on fire. Here's a glass of water. And I always use the analogy to say a lot of people in sales always say they never get enough resources to do the job. But if you're really good in sales, your job is to be resourceful, not to depend on resources. So mm-hmm. I always like to tell people that that glass of water could honestly be for the firemen on the job who need to get a glass because it's hot outside. It's not for the fire. You just need to be resourceful and understand where you need to allocate yourself to get the best results. And Digicel really crafted my my entire career and philosophy, even to this day, like, I always tell people this, Digicel is like a boot camp. Like, we know this a fact. Like, if you survive Digicel three to five years, you're great for your career. Because I know people who have, like, left Digicel and gone to, like, Amazon, Google, et cetera, and they say it's still not as fast-paced as Digicel. So I would give them all the credit because working in those different types of jobs, um, it just really expanded my mind. And I'm, and I'm, I'm an extremely creative person, so... I could I could learn something from B2B and apply it to B2C and vice versa. So learn something from a totally opposite that um industry and apply it to where I am. And I think that's what really brought a lot of my success. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is interesting. I would never have thought that, you know, it could be, you know, that kind of a culture at Digicel. Um yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good culture which regards to your career. It's what mm-hmm. it's what crafts what you do in your career. Right. So obviously, as, as I mentioned as well, you've trained, you know, sales professionals from across all these various industries. Now, what are some of those common challenges that you observe and how do you tailor your training to address the specific um, needs of each of these industries? Well, the fortunate thing is um, I, I customize all my training. So just just today, somebody was asking me if I have like an online course and I'm like, no, everything I do is custom. I, I, I I've made attempts to create like packages i know probably one day i'll do but i can't i haven't created something custom because like i do stuff specific to each industry to each individual and stuff that i work with so the so that's one of the good things the challenge that i see a lot of sales professionals have is a couple of things number one they don't believe in what they sell that's their first downfall so they go into a job just for a job's sake and not really to be like the evangelist for the brand. And that's something that has served me well in every company that I've worked in. The other thing that they're not doing, like especially because I work a lot in the insurance industry, they're not learning their craft. They're not becoming extremely knowledgeable in what they sell so that they, they could beat the competitors and give their customers the most amount of knowledge whatsoever. But the best thing I've found, which is the most hilarious, is that 
This year, I've done the most amount of traveling for work ever. I've been through all of the islands except Jamaica. I'm in Jamaica next year, early Jan- well, early January. Sorry, I couldn't make it for this conference in person, but I'll be there early in January. And I would laugh every time I do training for sales reps. They always want to come and tell me, Jared, you you don't understand, you know. There's there's Antigua. Jared, Jared, you don't understand, you know. There's there's Saint Lucia. There's Grenada. That we're talking about won't work here. And I'd be like, you're wrong. It will work. And it'll work for a couple of reasons. I said, number one, every single person in the world has a phone, right? And a lot of the things I'm teaching you is your customer needs to interact with it using this device. So if you're not understanding how your customers are, what your customers are doing with this, then you're going to run into problems, right? And then one of the things I do is that we do we do test on this spot and I show them, do this, send it out this way, and let me show you what happens. And I've never lost a bet, by the way. So when I do those activities, I literally tell the reps in the room, listen, if you get a lead from this, uh, you're giving me $100. If you get an insult or the customer rejects you or anything like that, you, I'll give you 100 And I've never lost the bet because I just have a really complete understanding now of the buyer. And, I, you know, I should have used that instead. Like if I sum up sales, it shouldn't have been like, yes, nothing happens until a sale is made. But if you don't understand how your buyer buys, then it doesn't matter what you sell. They will never purchase it. Wow, so that is the caveat, yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's like that to me is the top priority. I like you have to be obsessed and understand how your buyer buys, and mm-hmm. you could create your business around that. So, yeah, that's that's the that's the common thing I see with a lot of sales professionals right now. Because this may sound crazy, you could tell me if I'm crazy or not. I think every market in the Caribbean that I've seen, it is absolutely ripe with opportunities for sales professionals. There's never been a better time to be in sales in any industry. There is wow. ripe opportunity. I just don't think the sales professionals are adapting to how buyers are today. That, like, that is the core problem. They are not adapting. They're sticking with old, archaic, traditional ways that turn off buyers completely. And they keep wondering, well, why are they going on Amazon or why they want to prefer and do stuff online? Because they want to eliminate the human presence in the sales process because it's annoying and it doesn't serve them. And if you're not serving your customers, you're not creating a good buying experience. Mm-hmm. All right. So you are so much um, in love with sales, obviously. You're, it's your thing. You founded, co-founded Sales as a Profession, that kind yes. of friend. Yes, Somebody with my who, very good friend. Yes. Um, who's your co- who's your other? Um, the, co-founder? the co-founder is my good friend, Lyndon Braffitt. Um, yes. And that came about by accident, which was fun. Like mm-hmm. years ago, five, six years ago, both of us were creating content independently. And we used to work in Digicel, by the way. And I used to follow his content. He used to follow mine. And then a day we said, hey, you want to go live so we could just talk about sales? Like, I love your perspective. You love my perspective. And then that evolved into doing weekly lives, talking about sales. Then that evolved into doing quarterly meetups with sales professionals to network and talk about sales problems. And that evolved into the sales conference. Mm-hmm. So it sounds as if um, anybody can do sales. But person normally think, even business owners, oh, sales is not for me. I can't do this. It's too hard. Um, speak to that person. If you are in business, you have to understand how to sell. That, like, that's the main reason why you came into business. It's not a charity. Even if you're a charity, you still need to learn how to sell. Everybody in today's world, like I did a post about this on LinkedIn the other day. The only thing that's more important in learning how to sell in today's world is to develop your personal brand. So if you as a business not going out there and understanding how to sell your products, your services, or whatever you're providing to the public, then you're not going to have a successful business. You're not going to be in the market long. The buyers absolutely do not care. 
they want to be they want to be approached in a great way. And if you have an uncomfortable time doing that, you either outsource it, you can focus on whatever aspect of the business you're delivering, or you need to learn it. It is that detriment to any business. You can't just think just because you build it, people are gonna come. Nope, that's not oh, how it works anymore. That's not how it works. Build it and they'll come. <laughs> that's how a lot of people still keep thinking that. They're like I, I meet so many people and they say, Jared, my my product is the greatest thing. Check me. What do your customers say? And they're silent. It's like, right, your customers don't care. I was like, mm. focus on what they care about. Because yeah. they wouldn't need me if it is your product is the greatest in the world, would you? I was like, something's wrong. I was like, so let's talk to the customer and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you are you are the boss on LinkedIn. Social media is what you, you know, just you have it eating out of your hands. How has leveraging yes. social media and particularly LinkedIn enhance your approach, Gerald, to sales and training? So I have this thing with me where I tell myself, do one thing. Like if you figure out something that works, do it and it served me well. And very early on, I recognized that nobody else was doing stuff on LinkedIn. So I want to give you an analogy. Let's just think of the most prime real estate in Jamaica, like the best place to live, right? Mm-hmm. Think about if you could have gotten that for free. Mm-hmm. And when they get it, everybody could see it. But the only problem is you didn't build a house. Mm. You just you just put up a fence and that was it. That's what LinkedIn is. LinkedIn is prime real estate where everybody sees you, but nobody's building a house. So everybody just went on and created standard and generic profiles. And early on, I realized, oh no, it's content. Like I could share what I know about sales. I could share what I don't know about sales. I could share my experiences because other people aren't doing it. So I'll give you another analogy. If you're performing at Sting, at Sting on the stage, isn't everybody looking at you? Mm-hmm. That's what LinkedIn is. There's so few content creators. So by the way, LinkedIn is going to cross a billion users this year and less than three, one to 3% of those people actually post content. Think how crazy that is. So if you post, you are going to be the center of attention because nobody else in your industry is posting. And even if they have people in your industry who's posting, there's still so little, your market is starved for the information. That's the only reason why I'm creating content. It's because nobody's creating the answers in a Caribbean context. We are seeing too much foreign salespeople talking and like nothing wrong with them. I love them. There's there's some amazing ones who I've met, but we need a Caribbean perspective for every single industry that we have. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you this from a LinkedIn perspective. I'm shocked at how low it is in Jamaica because given to me how Jamaicans are the most expressive people I think they are in the Caribbean, I would honestly thought I'll see more content creators like that on LinkedIn from a business standpoint. Yeah, and I think, and I think that may be a deterrent because just this week I was talking to somebody who, missed, who said the thing of, well, LinkedIn is a professional platform. And I said, no, LinkedIn is a business platform. There's a difference. If you have a business, it should be on LinkedIn and you should be talking about it. Because mm-hmm. one, of my, uh, one of my projects for next year is to bring a nail technician and a hair technician on LinkedIn and make them get sold out with clients. Talking mm-hmm. about hair and nails. Mm-hmm. Because that I think nobody's creating that type of content. And that to me is like super, super, super important for the for, for the industry. It's super important for your business because here's the key thing. I create the content. I think last time I checked, I'm at 1.3 million views for the year so far. So I'm about 10% above compared to last year. I do no prospecting. All my, all my business is inbound. All my business comes at the buying stage. Nobody's comparing me. Nobody's asking me to, to evaluate anything. They come to me and say, Jared, I understand what you do. Here's the context of my organization. How can you help us? All true content. 
So if you're listening, I want to give you this simple advice. If you're being asked a question by your customers, that means 100 people need the answer. You cannot talk to 100 people, but your content can. That's all I'm doing. That's my strategy. I'm just answering questions. Listen, I'm listening to you now, Gerald, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I absolutely now need to rethink how I have been engaging LinkedIn. Because like you say, it's just prime real estate that we're not taking advantage of. I mean, yes, I, I engage and I post that stuff, but I need to now be a little more strategic. This conversation has convicted me. Uh, so I'm looking at your profile now. Hold on. Let's mm-hmm. put you on this spot. I'm looking at your profile. Yes, yes, do that. I'm open. Yes. Okay. Drop your profile picture down so it's more centered. Mm-hmm. Right? Switch, shrink the banner so where your picture could be on the right-hand side versus behind your profile picture because it's blocking you. And it's important mm-hmm. to have your, like, just yesterday I was talking to another client to profile optimize. It's important to have your picture on the banner, especially for what you do and in your profile picture. That That's your branding and your visibility. The headline is good. Utilizing the video. By the way, don't delete the video that you have on your profile picture linked and stop that feature. So if you delete it, you can't put one back on. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so don't delete that. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't put links in your post. Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn, right. LinkedIn reduces how much. I'm just lazy why I do that. Yeah, right. Lazy. But LinkedIn, I, I, when I you put, you. LinkedIn is very, very strict. Not strict, but they don't like people going off the platform. So any mm-hmm. links, they re- immediately reduce the content from people seeing it. So like what you should be doing is that every week, every time you have a podcast host, you're supposed to be posting a short little bit of the clip on the episode as a yeah. as a voice note or a song way for like people to listen to. And then what you should be doing is directing people to say, if you scroll back to the top of my profile and they click that, you can go and listen to the latest podcast episode. So I would even change your website name like how it is here from saying the Henneke, um mm-hmm. Watkins Porter to you could change it to a customized word and to say, listen to my latest podcast here. Mm, and it should you. be changing that it should be changing that all the time especially if you have a big um a big episode or a big guest right right, right but right. then what you should be taking is so like uh, and i'll give you a full context like you should be going through each of the episodes because it'll be transcribed to literally say right let's pull out like what was the like what was one of the best phrases somebody said any podcast episode and that can literally be a post that you're doing on linkedin because it could be mm. things that will inspire people, things that will get people thinking. And then all you're doing is leading people back to say, listen to the full episode and listen to the full context of this phrase in my latest um, podcast episode. So right. you're, supposed to be create, like, you're supposed to be creating content every day. Mm-hmm. And by and the way, know, that's my message to everyone. Like you need to create content. Like it's easy to create content every day. Yes, yes. Um, and, and then what I need to is a little more focused because I, I engage in so many different things. So a little more focused, I need to know, be deliberate. What am I going to emphasize on LinkedIn, you know? Um, because I, I have a social enterprise. I, I I do speaking. I do. And 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 so I think a little more focused. Yeah, but what... no, it's not. It's, yes, it's focused, but don't, don't, don't get it. Don't get it stressed. So like, <laughs> you see how you have those? You said, like, oh, you have your services there. Like that mm-hmm. should be added to the banner. Mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, if you understand what I mean. So in other words, yeah. the entrepreneurial you, but then you, you highlight this stuff because a lot of people I know, you wear a lot of different hats. That's not a problem. Talk mm-hmm. about your hats. I think mm-hmm. in today's world, people understand that nobody does one thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So be comfortable with that. Like, especially given the fact that, look, look at look at the name, the entrepreneurial you, and you're doing one job. 
people are expecting you to be talking about all the different things and it's all that align with your passions and your personal brand. You could create mm-hmm. enough content. Like, yeah. it's really easy. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like being put on the spot like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But I love it. Yeah. I would, so yes. I would put, for example... Mm-hmm. I would put this speak. I would put um keynote speaker like uh, at the bottom of your LinkedIn banner, like edit it so people could see it and keep it more mm-hmm. to the bottom right. Like mm-hmm. I'll put I'll put keynote speaker. Um, talk about leadercast Kingston. If you yeah, you wrote books as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So you could put author um courses etc. Like you could put those things to people, and that's essentially a hat that highlighting what you do. Right, right. Yeah. excellent, awesome sauce. All right, it's easy. so. It is, yes, yes, indeed. I am excited to hear more from you. And we are going to be sharing stage on one of well, my friends' um, our conference coming up, the yes. Learn, Grow, Invest conference that they're having. Just Well, it's it's hosted by Learn, Grow, Invest, um, founders Jermaine and Renee McDonald. So let's talk a little bit about that, you know, and mm-hmm. what can the... You know, what what pulled you into one to be a part of it? And what can participants expect to hear from you, Gerard? Firstly, I said yes, because it's Jermaine. <laughs> yes. Like, there's no other reason. Jermaine, like, Jermaine, Jermaine could have said, Jared, you want to come and skydive? I'll be like, yeah, but no parachutes. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. It's Jermaine. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Not a problem. Yes. But yes. again, um, what, what what I'm really focused on is is talking as much as I can to help to let people realize the impact and the power of creating content because it's make a remarkable impact on my business. And I always tell people, look at what I do as an individual. Imagine if you as a business do this type of content. Like I've done about 300 videos already for the year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like people need to understand, like there's a massive impact that, Creating content does in a business. It not only establishes you as the as the thought leader for your space, it establishes your individual personal brand, which opens up even more opportunities. And it just fast tracks your pipeline and your sales. Like it just speeds up your sales cycle. So my thing that I'm going to be talking about for persons is why they need to start creating content from today. And I'm very big on this. And, you know, I, I have to get a t-shirt printed on this. I have a saying to which I always tell people, a picture no longer paints a thousand words, video does. Okay, then. All right. Because, because nobody, nobody, like video is the fastest way to build your brand and it's the fastest way to build trust among strangers. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're all on our device and that at some point, every single person is going to look at a video. The question I keep asking persons is, how are you influencing your customer in that buying cycle? How? Mm-hmm. And even as I'm talking to you, I'm writing on an idea that I need to post as content. So oh, you, you see that, that that's how I think. That, that, yes, that That's how I write down stuff. But yeah, yeah. Gerald, I'm looking, I'm listening and I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, there's just so much potential the entrepreneurial you has. And of course, they, it's also a TV show and it's seasonal, right? Hmm. So it's not every time that we have, you know, video content. But I have almost been resisting um, doing videos. <laughs> doing why? Videos podcast. You know why, Gerald? Let me tell you why. Let me, and, and I think this could be the, the challenge with a lot of persons. Mm-hmm. Wearing many hats right you have all these hats that you wear and you think to yourself oh my gosh it takes a lot for what as a woman in particular because you have to come I, I i just feel like i need to do the whole makeup thing and yes do you do yes if that's part if that's part of the brand yes, yes. yes. and then what you need to do that. is pick mm-hmm. a day in the week 
and mm-hmm. take three hours and record all your content that will either last for a month or it will last mm-hmm. you for the week. So you have to make it a priority. It cannot okay. be now that, oh, I have to do this. It should be especially <laughs> mindset of, I get to do this because now my customers are going to see me showing up for them. Now it means that somebody who didn't think of using me for an event heard my tone and my voice and said, yo, Henneke, are you interested yeah. in talking to us and our clients? Like they won't get that if it is that they keep seeing pictures. Yeah. So true. You're right. They now. have I to see and hear you. And they I have know, to listen, see and hear you. And here's the thing, Gerald. And I know as we're having this conversation, I know that the person I'm going, yeah, me too. Like, I love doing videos. I really do love doing videos, right? Mm-hmm. But when, when I don't, when I'm not the director, when I'm when I'm not the makeup artist, when I don't have to find my own wardrobe, because you know there when you go on TV or you do things and whatever, all those things get done for you and it's fine. But the minute now it comes on to, oh, I'm I'm gonna have to um get my wardrobe and 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 produce and stuff that is where it gets a little tricky for me but i'm going to take your advice shift my perspective but, but take take my advice on this don't mm-hmm. don't spend too much time producing content spend more time creating content so what i mean mm-hmm. is producing content means a studio ring light um, professional camera creating yeah. content means you pick up your phone and you shoot ah and and oh. and you have like a basic wireless mic or even your wired mic and you can mm-hmm. create that content. I think that's where a lot of people and a lot of businesses get taken aback from. So notice what I said. I'm not saying don't produce your content, don't do professional stuff, but all of the content that you could create and talk about your business and services could be done straight from your phone. You do not need yeah. to be producing it too much because when you're producing it, you're telling yourself, I do a script, and I do do this, and then edit yeah. it, and then this, and then it gets too complicated. Your that's audience wants information now. They want information <laughs> now. Like, that's where it, that's it that's it. i i listen or listen i just pick up my phone and do videos that, that's literally just what i've got not accustomed to my my oh. phone takes video in 4k it goes mm-hmm. it, it does 1080p the quality is excellent all mm-hmm. i focus on is i i focus on making sure the audio is good which i think you'll appreciate from a podcast standpoint mm-hmm. and then i make sure and focus that the message is impactful for the audience yeah yeah absolutely because absolutely. at the end of the day Nobody's going to say, um, why like for me, white is in white is in shave or this or yada yada. In the case of a woman, I don't think I don't think they'll mention too much about your makeup. I think a lot of women are, are happy when they see people being real of themselves because it makes mm-hmm. them feel less insecure. So yeah. if you show up as you, your audience is going to appreciate it. And yeah. it works in many ways. So, like for me as a guy, what's funny for me, like, because you know I'm obsessed with the color yellow. That's one of the things, right? Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, like, no, like everything is yellow, like everything. You see, the, you see the keyboard? Mm. Everything. Oh my God, yes. Everything is yellow. My, oh my, my mat, everything. So here's the thing. Like, the, when, he, when he see me do a video and he don't see a yellow shirt, the pants and the sneakers are always yellow. Some people don't know that. So like, it had a time, I was on a call with one of my clients. Like, it was the only first time you was talking, but she knew me for that, but she didn't know the, 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 the pants and everything. So a day I'm on a call, and I'm wearing this black and white shoes. And she's like, Jared, where's the yellow? It's like, I have one up. It's on my pants. She's like, stand up. I want to see. Because they expect it. That's what you want from your audience. Like yeah. you set the bar where they look forward to it. And the thing is, what I could guarantee you is that when you start creating your content, the day you stop being consistent, you're going to piss off your audience. People yeah. are going to message you and be like, Henneke, where's my video? I look yeah. forward to your video. Where is yeah. it? And you yeah. might be thinking the whole time, well, nobody taking this on. Oh, they're taking it on. They want it. They love the information. 
And we keep valuing, we keep devaluing how much knowledge that we have that will be impactful for people who are listening because we breathe it every single day and we think that everybody should know and they don't. You need to start talking about it. You need to start putting your business out there. You need to start talking about your products or services. It's not boosting. You're helping other people. Yes, yes. In, in, interesting. You are so correct. So looking forward to hearing you at the, at the Learn Grow. Yes, I'm I'm upset I can't be. It's 100% virtual or is in person too? No, it's, it's, it's hybrid. So yeah. I wish I could have been there in person, but I have to fly at midnight on the 3rd. So... Even though, and, 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 I, and I, I'm flying with somebody, so I can't like just take the connect from Jamaica to yes. where I need to go. So I had to get back to Trinidad and I, I, I check the flights. I don't think I'll get it there in time. So mm-hmm. like I'm heartbroken, but I know I'll be in Jamaica next year. So um, early next year in January. So I, I, once we get the time, we'll definitely meet up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So grow your wealth 2023. And then uh, we speak on that same conference and um we we link up in in January when you're here. All right, yes, so let's definitely. just let's just um you know wrap um your final thoughts as it relates to sales and just how persons may get in touch with you, Gerald. My final thought with regards to sales, I'll say this: if you have people on your team who are comfortable, as in they're not pushing sales, you need to fire them because they leave a market share on the table. And there's too much opportunity out there for you not to have somebody who wants to squeeze every drop of juice out of the, out of the market for you because mm-hmm. they're profiting as well. So I would say that that's, that's something I've been seeing. Um, but overall, you need to listen to your buyer. If you're not spending time talking to your buyer, the people who buy your products or services or who you want to buy your products or services, it doesn't matter what you said, you'll struggle. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to find me, just type in Jared Besmachel online on Google. You'll find my website. You'll find all my social media presence. J-A-R-R-O-D-B-E-S-T hyphen M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. They all go together. It's a nice trio of a name. Look for mm-hmm. me. You'll see me online, but I'm incredibly active on LinkedIn. There's probably only six hours of the day when I'm actually not on it. That's when I sleep. So once you message, you're guaranteed to get a response. Awesome. Thank you, Jared Best Mitchell. I love it. I love the name. Love, love, love <laughs> it. Love what you presented. Love you. I've just met you. Love you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. And, 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 and I want persons who are listening to this, you need to be at this conference. It's going to make an impact. You hear the word wealth, not riches here. Yeah? Wealth, yes. that's a long-term goal that we have. We not only want yes. to make money now, but we want to make money for ourselves and our future generations. So this is the conference that you need to be at. Absolutely. That Grow Your Wealth 2023 conference. 2022 was great. I know 2023 is going to be even better. Yes. All right. A huge, huge thank you to Jared Best Mitchell for sharing his wealth of knowledge and experience in the world of sales. Remember, the journey to sales mastery is a continuous evolution. I want you to stay inspired. Keep refining your skills and continue, of course, to tune into the entrepreneurial youth to nurture your entrepreneurial spirit remember that your journey to success is uniquely yours it's nobody else's it's your journey for more information visit hennikawatkisporture.com you'll find of course the links to the show notes as well as other content to help you level up your game connect with me too on social media i'm active hennikawatkisporture and it is It is just an amazing um, journey that I've had on this podcast. And I want you to continue to be on that journey with me. Affirm with me today. 
I embrace the spirit of sales mastery within me. I'm a catalyst for growth, a shaper of relationships, and a relentless learner in the dynamic world of sales. Each intersection is an opportunity to make a positive impact. Believe in my potential, trust the process, and watch the world of success unfold. I've got this. Yay. Thank you. Thanks again, Jared.